Thank you, Brother Terry. If you brought your Bible, please turn to Matthew chapter 1. We want to look at Matthew chapter 1, Isaiah chapter 7 for one verse, and then we'll refer to Luke chapter 2 again. Matthew chapter 1, we'll begin reading with verse 18. This morning I want to share with you just a simple message, the babe in the manger, the babe in the manger. We'll look and try to tie these Three passages together, the babe in the manger. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thy son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Now all of this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with a child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not until she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. I don't know about you, but I felt a sense of great joy this morning as a child of God, a believer in the Lord Jesus that we as a church can come together to the house of the Lord and worship today on December the 25th, 2016, in order to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Now, I'm very much aware that we do not know the exact date of his birth. However, we're not here to celebrate the date. We're here to celebrate the occasion that historically took place 2,016 years ago. The birth of Jesus Christ. The birth of our Savior. For the scripture says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Luke chapter 2, verse 11. So we're here to celebrate the birth of the Son of God. We're here to celebrate the Savior of the world. E. Stanley Jones had this to say, and I really liked what he had to say. He said, he, told, he tells a story of a little boy who, who stood before a picture of his absent father. Standing before that father, he turned to his mother and he said wishfully, I wish Father could just step out of that picture. 
Well, that little boy expressed in his own way the deepest hope of the deepest hearts of all the souls who lived long ago before Jesus Christ. They believed that God loved. They believed that God existed. They knew he, that he existed because they could see his creation. They, they could see nature as he created it. They could see him in the mountains, and they could see him uh, in the flowers. But you see, flowers are beautiful, but flowers don't have a heart. Flowers are beautiful, but flowers can't love. And the sign that was on a florist shop window said, bouquets and wreaths, either. You see, the flowers don't mind. They'll come to a wedding or they'll come to a funeral. It's all the same to them. They're beautiful and God created them, but flowers aren't personal. Flowers can't love. Mountains are majestic, but there's no comfort in mountains. What mankind really needed was a loving heart. If only the Father, if only Father God could step out of the picture, if he could just step out of the picture and come where we were, that's what we really needed. And listen, he did just that. In Jesus Christ. He stepped out at Bethlehem. And here's the truth of the matter. The word became flesh. And dwelt among us. Now, with all of that in mind. Just pretend with me for a moment. That you were part of the group that was in Bethlehem. Perhaps the night that Christ was born. Or after, right after he was born. And as you peered over into that manger, just what could you see in that baby? I believe there's three things I jotted those down. First of all, as you looked at that babe in the manger, you saw a baby that was no ordinary baby. Not an ordinary baby. The baby in that manger was the Son of God. Imagine that. Matthew chapter 18, uh, 1, verses 18, 23, we just read, spoke about how the promise was made to a virgin that she would have a child and they would name him Jesus. And, and this Jesus would, would be the Son of God. Joseph, not his son, not Joseph's son, but God's son. The second person of the Godhead was to be raised in the home of Joseph. Joseph had the responsibility, now listen, of overseeing the human development of the creator of the universe. The human development. And so the babe in the manger was no ordinary baby. First there was the virgin birth, verse 23, Matthew 1. Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son. No ordinary baby, a virgin birth. Isaiah chapter 7, listen at verse 14. Isaiah 7, verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. 
Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. So the prophet Isaiah, hundreds of years before the event took place, prophesied that this baby in the manger would be Emmanuel, God with us. Now the baby, if you notice, was named Jesus. Joshua means God our Savior. And he was given that name Jesus simply because he would save his people from their sins. But it's very important to know that God and Jesus are one and the same. Emmanuel, God with us. Isaiah seven fourteen. Emmanuel, God with us. And so unless he is virgin born, unless he is Emmanuel, God with us, he cannot be Jesus, our Savior. He had to be Emmanuel to become Jesus, our Savior. The point is, the reason they called him Jesus the Savior is because he's God with us. Therefore, when I look at the child in the manger, I see a child born of a virgin, and I see the Son of God, our Savior, God himself. And then notice something else. When I look at that child in the manger, I see peace. Peace. The angels announced a new peace. Luke chapter 2, 13 and 14 says, Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. You know, the world today is fighting for peace. The world today is searching for peace. We're wanting peace in Afghanistan and peace in Iraq and peace in the Mideast uh, and peace uh, in, in, uh, with terrorist uh, attacks and, and peace in Chicago and peace in our larger cities and peace in, uh, in small-town America. We're just wanting peace, but today God offers peace with Him, with Jesus. So today, without Christ as your Savior, let me just say this, you're not at peace. The Bible says, without Christ, you're at war, but you're at war with God. You have no peace. Isaiah 48, 27 says, there is no peace unto the wicked. However, when you accept Jesus Christ, there's something remarkable that takes place. You have this hope, and you have, you have the peace with God. You have peace with God. Romans 5 verse 1 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. If you want peace with God, that can only be found through Jesus Christ. Otherwise, you're at war with God. But once you receive Jesus Christ, not only are you at peace with God, but you have the peace of God that passes all understanding. You receive the peace of God that passes all understanding, Philippians 4, verse 7. So if you're longing for peace on this Christmas day, you need to look in the manger. It comes from no one else, no place else. It comes from Jesus. He's the prince of peace. So there's a child born of a virgin in the manger. There's the Son of God, the Savior of the world, God himself, Emmanuel, in the manger. There is a babe of peace in the manger. Then there is hope 
and the manger. You know, when I use the word hope, I'm not referring to wishful thinking. A lot of people uh, think hope in the Bible refers to just wishing something, but not in the Bible. Uh, uh, some people today uh, think of hope as a secular hope. I, I hope I find a job. I hope I, I, I get a house or I hope I can get a car. I hope that my bills are paid. I hope that my kids turn out right. I hope that my marriage ends up right. I, I hope. That's just wishful thinking. That's the hope of the world. Wishful thinking is just the hope of the world. It's secular hope. But biblical hope is confident expectation and assurance. That's biblical hope. So here's the question about hope that all of us need to face today is this. Are you facing today? And will you be facing tomorrow with wishful thinking? Or will you be facing today and tomorrow with Jesus Christ? A confident hope in him. The point is, if you're, if you're, uh, if you're trying to go through life without hope, that's a very sad situation to be in. It's a frightening thing. It's very frightening to live life without hope because you can have the assurance that Christ gives through his hope. I know my sins are forgiven because 1 John 1, 9 says this. It says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I can live life through the hope that I have in Christ because I know he'll meet my need. I don't hope that it'll turn out where my needs will be met, but I, I know he'll meet my needs because he says in Matthew six thirty three, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things that you need will be added unto you. I know that he's coming again. John 14, 1 says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me and my Father's house. There are many mansions, if it were not so, I would have told you. And I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. That's biblical hope. It's an assurance. It's confidence that that's going to take place. I have biblical hope that I'll have a home in heaven. I have biblical hope today that my sins are forgiven. I have biblical hope today that the Lord Jesus is going to come back. I know all of that. I'm sure of all that. Confidence on all that. The Bible says, For whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. I know I'm going to heaven because the Bible says, these things I've written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. I know I have that biblical hope. So today we celebrate the birth of a Savior of the world. So don't be deceived, don't be misled, don't be misguided, but be assured. On the birth night of our Savior, those who were there peered over into a manger. They saw a child born of a virgin. They saw a child that was the son of God. They saw a child that was consumed in peace. They saw a child that was consumed in hope. They saw Jesus. You know, I love Christmas cards, and I really appreciate 
our team kid having the post office, and they've worked real hard trying to get cards out. And, and uh, I, I love Christmas cards. And uh, I get all different kinds. I'm sure you do, too. I have uh, some have secular greetings and have some that have religious greetings and some that have family pictures. Yeah. And then some that have the grandchildren, children and grandchildren. I like all those. But I was kindly taken back from a card that I received a few years ago from a close neighbor of mine, a close relative, not a neighbor, but a relative, a very, very close relative. Here's the card, and it says this. Santa brings the gift of hope to every child's heart. Merry Christmas. That was from a close relative. Listen, if you think that hope is found in Santa, you're going to be disappointed one day and you're going to die in your sins until you come to know Jesus Christ. Our card I received probably that same year, two others I wanted to read. Joy, peace, and hope. Love and salvation, eternal life. May every blessing of Jesus be yours at Christmas and always. Then I found this one. Kind of sums it up about the babe in the manger. God's gift. It even has a manger on the front. Little baby on the hay. Soon there will be another day. When nails shall pierce your hands and feet as you provide our sin's defeat. Risen Jesus on the throne, we lift our praise to you alone. For you're the gift that we receive the moment that our hearts believe. This Christmas, as you consider all the awesome things that, you, that have come to you through Jesus, God's perfect gift, remember that it is but a taste of all the good things that are yet to come. Merry Christmas from Rachel and Norman Trout. 2011. I do keep them. Let me ask you a question this morning as we close. You know what Christmas is all about? Have you peered over into that manger? Is it just a secular time of the year? Or do you really, really, really know the babe in the manger? You can do that today. I know of no better day than you to get up and say, Brother Sammy, I want to receive Christ as Lord and Savior in my life. I want Jesus Christ to be my Lord, my Savior. Listen, he stepped out of the picture and he came to earth because we needed a Savior. Because you needed a Savior. And I pray today you'll realize that and give your heart, give your life to it. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, thank you for a time that we can come together this morning. For each person that's here, it's been a great time as your people have come together to worship you. And Lord, to observe believers in baptism. And Lord, to commit themselves, Father, those that were baptized today, Lord, to commit themselves, their testimony, and to be a light in this dark world. 
And so thank you, Lord, for loving us enough to send your son, yourself, into the world, Emmanuel, God with us. And so, God, thank you so much. And so help us, Lord, we pray, to pass the message along that Jesus has come to give eternal life to all who would trust him. Father, help us as we extend the hope, the peace that can come from you. Thank you for what you're going to do even during this invitation on this Christmas day. We make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Here's going to lead.